Oh boy, it's finally here. Episode 20. Something I, uh, I naively thought would line up with the one-year anniversary, which, uh, clearly not true. Um, but I've made a lot of improvements in this time, and I think I vaguely know what I'm doing now. So, let's, uh, recap, uh, and talk all about some fucked up shit all over again on this episode of Why Aren't You Talking About This? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a very special episode of Wait At. Uh, today, I will be your peerless peer reviewer as we look back the last 20 episodes and talk about everything I've learned and need to correct since the episode came out, as well as some news related to the topic. Uh, as always, it means the world to have you listening, even if it's in some twisted, self-inflicted punishment, which is very similar to my own life choices. But regardless, remember to like, share, and review the show, and also check out episode 1 to 3 on YouTube. Um, I'm going to alternate between this and Nerd on Research Weeks to post the YouTube three episodes at a time Tom caught up. Um, and it's going to take a while, um, but you know, I, I can really only do like a, a bulk edit of about three at a time, uh, considering like I have this and work. Um, and, you know, I'm also trying and uh, failing to also live a life out, out <laughs> outside of outside of this and, and working. So, uh, but anyways, uh, also keep an eye on YouTube um, because I'm going to be posting um, some more, hopefully, if not cool, at least interesting stuff going on there. Um, but with that, let's get on to the show. All right, uh, and besides apologizing for the late episode, because I am recording this literally 24 hours after it's supposed to come out, um, you know, both, both shows are going to be late this week, uh, there's been a lot of content <laughs> to pour over, um, so it, it's been, it's been difficult, uh, but yeah, so so the episodes are going to be out a little bit late this week. All right, uh, let's just uh, get into the updates. Okay, so we're going to start with the oldest episode of the show, Prostitution. And before we really talk about the actual content or any of the updates going on in the real world, I do want to take a moment to really appreciate how much I've grown. Because, holy shit, was this first episode's audio quality both really, really garbage, and I also had zero microphone confidence. I mean, at least now I have some confidence, and I know usually how to use the microphone correctly to not make it sound just terrible. Um, also, I, 
I figured out how to angle it correctly to where it picks up mostly my voice and sometimes a background noise instead of mostly background noises and maybe my voice. Um, so now I can actually like do the like ADHD wiggle in my chair thing uh, without being too noticeable. Okay, so what what was going on in the real world involving actual hookers? Well, so as of June of this year, a few states are considering decriminalizing face-sitting for 50s, including New York, Vermont, and Hawaii. And Maine already has, with Rhode Island, uh, considering increasing the legal rights and protections of both prostitutes and their johns. Which, actually, funnily enough, was something I didn't even think of doing to help protect prostitutes when I was writing the this episode. Because if you remember in the episode, I brought up that like the only people that would really be interested in uh, purchasing a prostitute services, um, if it was more strictly punished, would be people that didn't care about getting that punishment. So this kind of this kind of uh, addresses that like pretty well. But I mean, yeah, that's why they get paid the big bucks. Um, which, hey, also that's some really good news, and. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, there's not going to be a whole lot more good news in these updates, because I don't know if you've heard, we're living in the worst timeline. Um, also, unrelated, East Coast sounds pretty nice to visit around this time of year, isn't it? Okay, okay. Getting away from me being a little bit horny, uh, what did I get wrong this episode? Well, first of all, my comment about escorts being a date rental. That's just straight up a lie, and we all know it. I mean, I honestly probably shouldn't have even brought up escorts in the first place, since they're literally covered under prostitution, but for some fucking reason, people make a distinction. I mean, I, I guess the reason would be to sound better, and also to appeal mo- more to their voter base. Yeah, like, for example, like, see guys, I wasn't a fucking whore in Motel 6. I was on a date with an escort and ended up at a Motel 6. By happenstance. But I paid her for the date. Which. I. You don't have to be very smart to see exactly what they're doing. But come on. Uh, But I actually didn't really get anything else that wrong. Uh, There are just some things I wanted to clear up. uh, Which is really going to happen a lot. (laughs) In in these updates as well. Uh. Like, how after doing the feminism episode, I really stand by the statement that the discussion of sex work in feminist circles is really, really caught up in semantics rather than actual definitional differences between groups of feminists. Because, holy shit, is the question of, is prostitution always objectification really important to consider from a feminist angle? But is this a constant back and forth arguing about what words mean? And it's so fucking annoying. Okay, but the the other thing that I want to bring up is Dare for Hookers being an actual thing. Because during the production and recording the episode, I didn't know it was real. I was just making it up to be like, hey, this is something we could do so I could shoot it down immediately and make it seem like I'm fair and balanced. Uh, but it absolutely is a real thing that happens just not in my area of the country. Which is fucking insane, especially because, again, I thought I made it up to say that it was stupid. Which, 
to be fair, that's kind of how a lot of people that have been through it have talked about it afterwards. Of like, this was the stupidest fucking thing they could have done. Uh, but that's it for episode one, so let's head on over to episode two. And, uh, holy fuck, we've had a lot of mass shootings. I mean, we've had 550 fucking shootings since March this year, which, oh my god, that is too many. I mean, what, what have we really done in the U.S.? Well, as of March, Tennessee post the Nashville school shooting and the fact that he has to ask which one is the point, decided that the best way to deal with this oil fire is more oil. So they've decided to loosen gun laws, including allowing people to carry guns on campuses, despite advice from law enforcement and the fact that this is a shooting that was done with legal weapons. Oh, also, some of the sources, and I I hesitated to put this in the script because I wasn't super sure on it, some of the sources I found for this really made it sound like that, like, you could ignore school policy and bring a gun anyways. That, like, policy didn't matter. Which would be fucking stupid. Uh, but also California in September, so really recently, uh, passed six new gun laws because in a three-day span, there were 107 goddamn mass shooting deaths. Oh, and uh, also, uh, Texas, you should probably lube up because uh, California is about to stick in your butt. Uh, but these laws are SB2, which strengthens public carry law restrictions by setting the minimum age of sale at 21, requires better, arm, better firearms training, and identifies gun restriction areas. SB452, uh, which is all auto... <sighs> Which is all semi-auto pistols require guns that have micro stamps that etch identifiers onto spent cartridges. AB28, which is an 11% excise tax on all firearms and ammunition, which is hopefully going to generate up to $160 million annually to be then put into uh, avoiding into funds to uh, fight gun violence. Um, AB455... Uh, where courts can prohibit people from participating in mental health divert diversion programs from purchasing or having guns. So, like, if you if you're institutionalized in California, you can't own a gun. Uh, and then we also have uh, AB 725, uh, which redefines a firearm in order to change the reporting requirements, so it's more accurate. Uh, and finally. AB 732, which strengthens the ability for law enforcement to remove firearms from people who have them when they're not supposed to. So, I mean, with all of that, I mean, good on you, California. I mean, they have really, really strong gun control laws and also have a fairly low gun death rate. Also, after posting the episode, I do have a gripe. Why in the fuck do we call... Assault rifles, assault-style rifles now. Is this what you fucking wanted, you gun nerds? You, in order to slow down people making gun laws, or people even, like, commenting on, like, hey, these are weapons, we probably should handle them safer, in order to stop people from doing that, you debate-lorded yourself into making the media tiptoe around a classification of weaponry 
by calling it assault style instead of what's actually called an assault weapon. Oh my god. Fucking goddamn. Okay, but anyways, so what what comments do I have on my stuff? Well, firstly, uh, I I really hyper fixated on why rifles don't come in a pump lever or brake action anymore, and I I'm not entirely sure why I did that, but I for some reason hyper fixate on it again and decided to do some more research on on why. And so I'm just gonna go down the list on this. So the reason why pump actions aren't used anymore is for the same reason why most people don't use manual cars anymore. They take a bit more attention to use, or a little bit more finicky, and uh, also they're hard to use while lying down. You know, again, like cars. Really easy to use an automatic while lying down. But for the uh, brake actions, it's because it's, it's fucking stupid. Um... Because most of the time with a rifle, even if it only fires one shot at a time, you still need to be able to fire again quickly, and you can't really fire very fast with a brake action. Uh, the reason why it works so well with shotguns is because usually, if you fire once with a shotgun, you don't need to fire again. Alright, and then the pump actions aren't really used because... With pump actions, you aren't really loading from a magazine most of the time. Most of the time, what you're doing is uh, loading from, like... It's basically a magazine in the barrel. Uh, so, the problem is that if you have all the bullets lined up ass to mouth, just like real life, when you line up ass to mouth, sometimes it can cause an unexpected combustion and the bullets fire prematurely, because the rounded or sharpened end of the bullet might make another bullet fire when you pump it back. Which, you know, not something you want when you're holding the fucking thing. Uh, but also, I didn't really talk about like the science behind how primers actually work, so I'm just going to explain that real quick. So, basically, the firing pin is a small metal, almost like needle thing that is held back, and when the trigger is pulled, it launches forward and hits the primer, because it, it removes whatever's locking it in place. And in modern weapons, that's meant to be held in the hands. Uh, the primer is either a uh, chemical or a compound that is sensitive to shock and impact, so meaning that when it's hit by the right force in the right way, it ignites, and then the gunpowder ignites, which explodes and launches the bullets. I figured I should just add on to that, just, just in case. Uh, but, for the history section, I do want to specify that the reason... I do want to specify the reason why rifling wasn't popular. Because, while well, yes, in the Middle Ages we figured out that bullets just absolutely fucking love to spin. We didn't need it. Why? Well, because guns weren't used for hunting. Because they were expensive as shit. And so most of the time they were used in battle in short-range shock attacks and, like, mass combats where you have hundreds of rifles, well, not rifles, we have hundreds of guns going off. You know, meaning that if you've ever heard of the concept of volume of fire, you know that you don't really need accuracy. And it's also 
pretty expensive and like a very like technical skill to bore the rifling into the barrel, so it wasn't really worth it. Okay, but the last thing I want to spell out for this episode is that while I think the gun companies shouldn't be held liable for their products being used in the ways that they didn't intend, I will say that the reason why they're being used that way is their fault, absolutely. But I don't think the company right now should be charged for it unless they go back to those, uh, you know, buy a gun to stop from getting cucked by your least favorite minority ads, you know? Okay, so, on to drugs. And uh, beginning with my homeland of Oregon, uh, we have chosen to decriminalize all drugs and fully legalize shrooms. Hey, fuck yeah, Oregon. Good job. However, from some people, there's been some buyer's remorse. And uh, it's not from actually seeing anything happening. It's just poor timing and also just there's a push to make drugs illegal again. Kinda. I mean... See, is the the thing is that people think that this lets you just do crack out in public, like you can walk down the street with a crack pipe. Which, no, that's not what it is. Um, and also fentanyl has reached Portland like hard. Uh, so conservatives and uh, conservative grifters. Um, that want to criminalize the poor have like latched onto this as like, oh fuck, this is the this is the consequence that we pay for this, um, and it's gotten to the point now that fifty eight percent of Oregonians are actively pushing back against Measure One Ten, and you know, fuck me, Oregon, you better not backtrack, you piece of fucking shit. Okay, but also. As of May 2023, Minnesota legalized marijuana and also decriminalized all drug paraphernalia. Um, also, uh, after the episode came out, uh, the fentanyl epidemic happened. Uh, well, started. Um, and, yikes. I mean, well, it was... I was going to say like it was badly timed, given that I put out the episode and then it happened. It was, like, a, a good couple months um, before fentanyl, like, really, really became a problem. Um, but, unlike what crazy right-wingers will tell you, it's the, the reason why fentanyl is in the country isn't because of illegal immigration. Rather, the thing causing the epidemic is, one, America's opioid addiction, two, there's a lack of safe spaces to safely and responsibly do drugs and also get help for them. So people are just, like, doing these drugs in dangerous places where, like, if they overdose, no one's going to help them. And also that the people who bring fentanyl into the U.S., because there is um, a good amount of fentanyl coming from uh, cartels, the people who are crossing the border cross the border legally and also pass the paper bag test, so Border Patrol agents don't ask them where they're going. They can just drive across the border because, hey, it's a white dude in a minivan. He doesn't look like he's part of a cartel. In actuality, he's he's doing he's running the fucking drugs. Uh, but you know, blaming immigrants. 
uh, doesn't help and is also very intentionally shifting the blame away from the fucking drug companies that perpetuate our addiction to opioids and the government for not doing a fucking thing to fix any of our drug epidemics, especially the opioid epidemic that fentanyl is fucking part of. Okay. But for this episode, I, I don't have like any specific notes besides that. I mean, yes, my ending spiel is exactly the thing that I meant to say. I mean, we gotta believe and also respect people and treat them like adults. They're fully capable of making their own, like, their own, like, big, big diaper decisions. But also, when they start fucking up to the point where they're going to kill themselves or someone else, we can't give them a choice. We have to, we have to intervene. And I will say, especially if it's other people that they could potentially kill. Okay, episode four. And this one I don't actually have any updates on because, my god, but I do have to say, again, big shout out to my mom for basically being responsible for the episode existing. Uh, that being said, are you ready for more depressing news? No, but too bad. So according to the census So according to the Census Bureau, the median household income fell by seventeen hundred and fifteen dollars by seventeen hundred and fifty dollars or two percent, and the number of people using benefits jumped from four point six percent to twelve point four percent in a fucking year. I will note however, that the poverty rate has decreased by 0.1%, and 0.4% of people have health insurance. 0.4% more people have health insurance. Which, hey, that is good, but if that makes you feel more hopeful, I want you to understand how tiny of a percentage that is compared to the growing signs of poverty. Yeah, I mean, some people are escaping, but we're backsliding, which... That's a great thing to think about, that we're all backsliding into poverty. Um, oh, and also, uh, child poverty is at the same rate as adult poverty, which is up from 5.2% in 2021. So right now, child poverty is at 12.4% of children in the U.S. are impoverished. Which, uh, what the fuck are you supposed to say to that? It's fucking terrible. Um. And worldwide, 165 million more people are in poverty. Yikes. Okay, so, on to episode 5. And, holy Jesus, horsecock, confound Christ, the propaganda train has been rolling on this topic. Uh, conservatives have started to call queer people groomers, which is really fucking ironic, considering that dozens of conservative lawmakers have been busted for child porn, pedophilia, child prostitution, rape, and sexual misconduct for, uh, oh, I don't know, less than five years ago. And also, uh, states are banning gender-affirming care, as well as don't-say-gay bills, and... These are meant to, uh, these don't say gay bills are meant to prevent people from getting educated on gender and sexual orientation. And let's be real here. It's not meant to protect children. It's to force queer kids to suffer in silence 
not understanding their gender or sexuality until they eventually kill themselves because these motherfuckers are either insane conservatives or they want to use insane conservative values to make Nazis even harder than they already have. I'm really holding back saying some things that might get me arrested. Uh, mm. I'm, if you can tell, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit heated today. I've been, I've been having a go of it. Uh, but here's the, here's the deal. So don't say gay bills have actually been being pushed in every single fucking state. I think Texas has five floating in the legislature right now. Uh, but. Florida is the only one that's actually signed it into law, which also I think it's ironic. Uh, Florida is being struck by fucking leprosy, which sounds like, I don't know, maybe someone's punishing them. Like God. Uh, but the following states have also banned gender-affirming care, and those are, and this is like the worst like Animaniacs like, point of the countries ever. Uh, we have Arizona, Utah, Idaho, Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, Iowa, Missouri, Oklahoma, Texas, Arkansas, Louisiana, Indiana, Kentucky, West Virginia, Tennessee, North Carolina, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, and Florida. I mean, luckily, though, two of these have been struck down by federal judges, uh, being Arkansas's and Florida's uh, bans on gender-affirming care, with some signs that they're there's probably going to be more getting shot down. Okay, so what do I have to defend or correct that I said? Well, first, I have to correct my statement that healing classes are power bottoms. They're tops, and we all know it. Okay, but more seriously, I do also want to talk on two things. Firstly, is the idea that most people care more about the womb than the person carrying it, and that that's not true. I mean, as a matter of fact, 65% of Americans support legalized abortion. In reality, lawmakers start to take the culture war shit seriously and have chosen to entirely ignore what the people want and instead have specked into fascism while making all their craziest supporters happy. Um, the other one is clarifying the bathroom debate. See, the, the debate is a smokescreen because usually with sexual violence, the call comes from inside the house. Put in a different way, usually the victims of sex crimes know the perpetrator, and they are not a stranger. In fact, they're usually around them a lot, may have a positive relationship with them, and statistically probably live with them. So even if this was a legitimate concern, random sexual abuse in bathrooms don't happen with nearly the frequency that would warrant making bills about it so overall not a whole lot to say i got wrong just some nefarious fucking shit that i've learned uh speaking of which episode six and uh i got a lot of stuff wrong in this episode but it, it's fairly minor to correct so firstly i skipped the little and also very important factor that there is no such thing as a pure market economy uh, all market economies have regulation, and before you agree, and before you disagree, shut the fuck up and sit down, you edgy bitch. It's just straight up true. Because there's things that are illegal to buy and sell, and there are things you aren't allowed to do. You know, like insider trading. 
Now, also, I do want to address the distrust of the government throughout in regards to socialism, because it's something that I think a lot of my fellow lefties will see and assume that I'm a bad leftist or I'm not socialist, which is untrue. Rather, I recognize that our culture is really fucking racist and sexist, and I don't think that socialism is ever going to fix that. So, basically, the government is just as fucky, then trusting them to keep socialism going how it's supposed to is a pretty big ask, especially when it's really, really, really wishing it could get back to suppressing minorities. And, you see, I also want to correct myself in regards to Karl Marx. See, what I said implied that he championed communism. What I should have said is that he believed it was inevitable, because Marx was also simping for capitalism mommy and was close friends with other people with a capitalism waifu body pillow, but he knew that socialism and communism was going to happen in, in the end anyways. So his communist manifesto wasn't, this is what we should be doing. It was, this is going to happen, so to stop it from happening in the way that kills all my, all my rich friends, maybe we should all collectively champion doing this peacefully. <laughs> and the uh, last correction is the uh, capitalism funding innovation thing. See, in reality, the innovations they fund aren't, they fund aren't like the uh, big important shit, like discovering penicillin. It's almost always like conveyor belt to move one one hundredth of a second faster or some shit like that. Oh, also, just as a quick side note, how the fuck did I slam dunk the entire running joke of the capitalism waifu and tentacle monster socialism all the way to the end there? I mean, I'm just kind of impressed. Holy shit. Okay, so episode seven, feminism. So we have a, so we have a one huge update for this episode and two smaller ones. Uh, the huge one, obviously, is the overturning of Roe v. Wade. And while I touched on the episode, I didn't really get into the way... I really didn't get into it in the way that it deserves. So, basically, what happened is that the Supreme Court got stacked conservative, and then they saw Roe v. Wade and how much everyone was like it, and said, Ooh, cringe. And overturned it against the wishes of the American people, and the government, and the governments of a bunch of states, activated trigger laws, to try and make women into walking baby factories. Because, again, America's specking into fascism. And the fact that I have spoken out so many times against it is the reason why I'm on the hit list. <sighs> My god. Okay, but anyways, yeah, we do have two smaller updates. Um, so first is that feminism is popping off in China due to the work of uh, Japanese sociologist Chizuko Chizuko Ono Look, I I'm better pronounced Japanese names than other names cuz I I hold on, let me let me just tangent real quick. There's a trick to to pronouncing Japanese words. If you break it down by where the uh syllables should be, then uh if you just pronounce it how it sounds, you'll usually get it about like uh, like fifty to sixty percent right if you speak as an American. So, yeah, the, the, like you will at least not stumble over it. Okay. Uh, but her work became uh, bestsellers 
best-selling books in China. And despite, you know, the government's attempts to silence these crazy fucking women, uh, they aren't having it and have become incredibly active online. And the movement is growing. And as you might imagine, China's getting very nervous about that. Uh, and the other one that happened is the fucking Barbie movie. Which has gotten feminism back in the limelight of topics to talk about. Which, the reason why I sound a little bit annoyed by that, and the reason why I am annoyed by that, is that it's it's a little ridiculous that it... Look, I'm, I'm fucking tired of every time we want to have an adult conversation about something. That first, there needs to be the fucking movie about it that comes out that lets, like, us dirty fucking leftists crawl out of our caves and, like, give the most milquetoast leftist takes before we have to crawl back because all the all, all the fucking, like, normal people are there. Um, but that interest uh, lasted about as long as I've been talking about this. So, you know, there's that. I mean, that's also disappointing, but hey, let's talk about the actual episode. Uh, so, so the first thing is I wanted to make a point about the hierarchy uh, thing. Um, it, and that's probably a great way to explain what patriarchy is. Because if you explain life as a series of subservience and dominance, then you explain that you're allowed to have shitty experiences, but it also allows you to demonstrate how a patriarchy affects women. And how, like, you affect women. Um, also, in this episode, I skipped over the Middle Ages, so let me go back and actually talk about it, because the Middle Ages weren't nearly as sexist as we think that they were. So while women were expected to be married or be a nun of some kind, which, hey, that's still pretty sexist, and other forms of sexism, you know something women were considered in the Middle Ages that have has been backsliding? People. And they could also pursue occupations especially, uh, even, like, ones that weren't seen as classically feminine. Um, and they often did a lot of the same communal effort shit that the men did, because, hey, when it's time to farm, or build houses, or defend your homes, or put out a fucking fire, uh, it's stupid to tell half the population to sit on their hands because, uh, they're too delicate for man's work. Especially if a good number of them are the exact kind of woman that could turn me inside out and thank them for it. You know, again, like blacksmith. Uh, my horniness aside on this episode about feminism, uh, this is also the first episode for a few things. Uh, for getting teary-eyed at a few points, and also the first time I openly advocated for violence. Which, hey, first of all, nothing wrong with getting teary-eyed, especially when it's about Me Too and also telling people they can overcome their misogyny. And secondly, well, yes, me advocating for violence is mostly me venting some very hard feelings. Uh, I do got to say that when you're up against people who are both insane and unreasonable, led by people who are sadistic monsters, you can't come at that with civility. You have to meet insanity with insanity. So, you know, don't be a violent fucking sadist. Be an asshole for a good cause. Uh, also, I don't have anything 
really to add on abortion besides what I said earlier. So that is also on the episode list. Uh, but we're going to move on to the next one. With prison. And while we don't have anything new popping off in the news besides a few prison escapes, which seem way too fucking easy, um, I'm still mad at the Bureau of Prisons for their fucking website. Uh, the entire site is fucking dog water, and it still is, and how they give information is more horseshit than New York in the 1880s. It is such a terrible fucking website. You have no idea. Uh, it, it really feels like they're being intentionally vague and obtuse just to annoy me. Uh, now, my corrections are actually all about the history, which is uh, more in the form of adding on to stuff. So the reform that Pennsylvania attempted uh, during the early part of the American timeline uh, is actually repeated across history. And the reason why prisoners don't really do backbreaking work in the public eye anymore is because when people see that, they become sympathetic, and then they, you know, do pussy shit, like, ask for prison reforms, and, you know, ask why don't the prisoners have rights? Which, you know, if you know America, that's the exact opposite of what we want. Uh, also, the highly skilled labor that requires, like, high levels of cooperation and logistics, like construction work, doesn't often work well because prisoners are kind of taught to distrust each other and also there's not really a guarantee that they'll have those skills. Um, and I don't know that prisoners aren't really given uh, the tools that they need logistically to work these jobs. I mean, also the fact that there were... Uh, I mean, also the fact that there were reforms that said prisoners don't have rights immediately following the Civil War uh, wasn't an accident in the slightest. Uh, the, by and large, the prison system since the Civil War ended has been a way to uh, reinvent slavery. And yes, that includes specifically the incarceration of black and brown people, but hey, maybe that's too much of a leftist take for you. Uh, we also have data on prisoners that were released during COVID and... Uh, yeah, they haven't reoffended at nearly the rate people were expecting or were angry about, which shouldn't come as a surprise and also goes to show that a lot of people we don't have to keep locked up as long as the point is reformation. I, if it's punishment, maybe it's good to stop lying and just admit it. Uh, speaking of which, my opinion during the soapbox hasn't really softened, but man, I am not going to win any bleeding heart awards for saying that some people just straight up deserve suffering. Speaking of human suffering, war. <laughs> Quite the segue. Uh, so, firstly, I'd like to say that I think that this might be my funniest episode to date, uh, with the analogies of the U.S. being a fucking menace, uh, being hilarious, and I think the analogy of how we entered World War One is probably my favorite one. Uh, but... Also, something I entirely forgot until re-listing the episode, the American military budget is 801 fucking goddamn dollars. Excuse me? Okay, but the, the most important update is updating all the info I've learned, 
uh, about our proximity to World War Three. Because here's the deal, we were lied to as children. We are a part of history, that part wasn't a lie, but not the good parts. We're not like the humanity going into space parts of history. Uh, we're the part of human history right before we all almost kill each other. Yeah, so, good luck, comrades. I hope you survive. Uh, also, when the fascists start trying to take over North America, uh, you're probably not going to see me on the other side. Uh, anyways, the Ukrainian war is starting to progress horrifically um, because not only has Russia continued to commit horrific human rights violations, uh, NATO's also getting in on that, um, because we've seen, uh, NATO special forces, uh, deploying in the country in active engagement areas because of document leaks, um, and also North Korea, which is not, like, not a surprise, but also, like, Turkey and Syria have doubled down in supporting Russia, which is great. Uh, meanwhile, China has to distance themselves from Russia because they're going for the economic victory in this game of Civ that I hope we finish soon. Um, France is also going to war with a number of African nations, and I have learned that that's been happening for a long time, but most recently, an embassy was attacked by just some, like, no, no connection to the government whatsoever, just fucking dudes, and then France did a drone strike. What the fuck? Okay. Colon uh, colonizers aside, uh, India and Pakistan are back at it again at Crispy Cum. Uh, and also, India and Canada are in a diplomatic crisis over what I have not had the time to research, but from what I understand, are some very complicated and fuckery-laced either murders or fucking assassinations of Canadians in India and Indians in Canada. And, like, it's complicated as hell, and also from what I've seen, it's, like, the Prime Minister of India is pissed about it, and Trudeau is just like, eh, it's whatever. Like, that's an appropriate response to a world leader being pissed about murders of his citizens in your country. Oh, uh, also, Israel... Um, who are quickly becoming fascists, by the way, and we should call them out on that because fascists get what they fucking deserve, Murray. Um, they got mushrooms stamped by Hamas as I was getting ready to, like, script this episode. Uh, and the reason why they got mushrooms stamped by Hamas is the same reason why they have been fighting Hamas in the first place, is because they've been colonizing Palestine. Uh, also, by the way, if you're lived up and think that supporting Israel counts as your lip service to prove that you aren't an anti-Semite in front of your other liberal friends, and then, you know, the group of you collectively think that you can reach across the aisle and touch dicks with the fascists and find a middle ground, you're, you're wrong. Because Israel is a nation, and nations can, and usually are, pieces of fucking shit. Uh, if you aren't capable of understanding that disliking Israel colonizing a sovereign nation, bombing shopping centers, yes, that has happened before. They have bombed crowded shopping centers full of civilians. Uh, shooting children, which, yeah, that happened fucking recently. 
Um, and also, essentially, enslaving an entire population while being yet another post-colonial era mistake of a nation is different from anti-Semitism. You're a fucking toddler. Or a lib. Uh, but also, Hamas, obviously, aren't the heroes here. And this is one of those situations where, like, a shitty government fought terrorists that they helped create and are shitting on each other in public and they killed innocent people in the progress and they have killed innocent people in the progress for a long time and are going to continue to do so. The only difference now is that Hamas fucking won once. Oh, and also that a lot of people in Israel are starting to realize like, Hey, maybe it's not a great idea to be fascist because the government came in and fucking holy shit cracked skulls. Uh, anyways, so there was one like actual episode update that I have. So I do have to disagree with myself a little bit. So I said that I think that the military should run the wars. Like when you get involved in a war that the military should be involved in running it. Because, well, yeah, the question was vague. At the same time, it's, it's a really bad idea to give uh, heavily armed militaries unchecked and uncontrolled power over anything. Fuck me, this episode's going to give me hate. Anyways, we're going on the next episode with religion. Uh, there hasn't really been any new religions added into the uh, balance patch, which is still buggy, by the way. Um... This is going to be quick because I, I don't really have anything to add here either. I really all I say is like, holy fuck, I talk like the mildest amount of shit on Scientology and really expect a cease and desist letter. Oh, uh, fuck Scientology, by the way, you're a scam. Uh, if you if you want to sue me, go right ahead. I hope you enjoy the 1000 fucking dollars that you spent all that goddamn money on. Uh, also, as a quick side note, uh, Martin Luther probably didn't pin his uh, theses to the door. That's probably a dramatization. Uh, rather, he probably had these distributed to the church and onto the streets of the common people. Alright, and moving on. So, episode 11, uh, we have K-12 education. So, for once, an organization listening to my advice... The USDA recently expanded the free school breakfast and lunches to provide to more kids, which, hey, that's really good. And also, Utah has recently removed the Bible from the required reading list, which, sure, if you're Christian, sounds shitty, but that's actually a really good thing. And hey, if you don't like it, you can leave. To Oklahoma, which is going to tax fund religious charter schools. What the fuck? I, I'm pretty sure, like, you're not allowed to do that. But, yeah, I also don't really have much to add besides, like, holy shit that the whole K-12 system just fucked me up for life. Because my grade school teachers did a god-awful job teaching us any of those learning objectives on time. And they also really, at times, it felt like they were trying to not try to meet my needs at all or help me, and it just absolutely has brain-broken me forever. Um, the last thing from this episode I want to clarify is the comments on violence from the outside coming into schools. So what I mean is that if someone attempts to commit mass violence at a school, what we need is we need someone on hand that are both willing and able uh, to kill 
someone and also fucking willing to die uh, and can outgun the shooter. And then afterwards, rather than covering them in the news and talking about them and giving them exactly what they want, because most of these shootings aren't about a cry for help, they are a plea for fame, uh, we just need to not remember them. Okay. So, episode 12, Science and Society. Uh, We don't really have any major news, at least without going too deep into the weeds, but I do want to correct something. So while I focus mostly on the Middle East, keep in mind that Europe was any less scientific during the Middle Ages. I mean, it's just that medieval European science wasn't really focused on discovering the secrets of the universe and figuring out what's going on with the world and, like, advancing the philosophy of the field of science. Uh, it was more about, like, improving the material conditions and improving technologies. Uh, also in that episode, I hope I gave Neil deGrasse Tyson a fair shake because... Yeah, well, on one hand, I respect for what he does for science and education, but holy mother of God, it's the man of menace on Twitter. Like, he is such a fucking stem lord, and sometimes it is painful to watch. Oh, and the and the farts study was real. Basically, the uh, sulfur compound in farts are effective against cancer, and then rather than realizing how really specific and weird that study is a bunch of morning news talk shows took that to mean that you should fart on people with cancer and also that when you get diagnosed you should eat things that make you fart a lot which wasn't the point of the study and uh we're actually going to skip over episode 13 because i don't have any particular comments or updates and we haven't really been doing anything differently with college um and besides like the loan forgiveness being fucking blocked and being called unconstitutional and like, Jesus Christ. I mean, at this point, at, uh, at this point, just like fucking kill us already. Like you clearly want to like whoever, whoever like is the powers that be clearly just wants to shut the fuck up and die. So like, how would they like do it themselves instead of being a f- bunch of fucking cowards? Anyways, uh, which means we're going on to the obesity episode. So there's really only been one recent news thing, uh, and that's we have some uh, very new and effective diet pills that are coming out, which, okay, on one hand, that's fine. On the other hand, it's a little scary, because if you look at the history of diet pills, uh, most of them have basically been like some form of meth. Uh, and... Also, like, man, this is the first episode is really, really clear that I was extremely fucked in the head with my, uh, you know, proportion of happiness hasn't increased since the Bronze Age comment. Um, also, I really invite anyone with, like, an actual degree uh, and expertise to correct me on anything from my breakdown of how the human body works and how nutrition works. Um, and... Also, I do want to clarify the comment at the beginning of the history about how having babies was easier if a population had, like, more fat wasn't about people who are obese having babies. It was more that it was more about having access to food. Basically, if you have enough nutrition and access to food as well as rest and sleep, uh, your baby is going to be born healthier and generally uh, the less likely they are for issues to happen during the pregnancy. Alright, so we're almost done with the episode, but before that, 
we're just going to cover episode 15 and 16. So, for episode 15, the first thing to address is fucking Herodotus. So, when you find something Herodotus writes, always take it with a grain of salt, with a grain of salt and be very skeptical. Why is that? Well, because he tends to make shit up when he doesn't know the answer, and he was also a huge fan of folklore and myth being real. He was also a Greek supremacist, so make sure that when you find sources citing him or see his work, make sure to really take a close look at it and probably find sources uh, and and find like, other sources backing it up as well. Also, I really hope that my opening joke about Bill Clinton getting overblown in the uh, Oval Office actually landed and that I didn't just frog it. Uh, this episode might also have been the angriest that I've ever gotten in the show. I'm not entirely sure. Um, Alright, but uh, rounding it out, we have episode 16 with the police. And uh, unlike what I was hoping that my episode would... Unlike what I was hoping, my episode did not... Uh, and police violence forever. So the uh, police are still up on their bullshit. Uh, including three weeks ago, when an Alabama band director was fucking tased because his band didn't stop playing. At an event. They were at an event. Okay. I want you... I want... Besides the fucking frustration and rage of the cops tasing him... What I want you to do is I want you to consider who the fuck they were at a performance. Who the fuck calls the cops on a performance because they're doing the thing that they are invited there to do. You should know that's happening. And why the fuck did the cop respond to it and then also tase a man? Oh, also... Uh, just in case you didn't think that that was, uh, horrific enough. Um, in in Ohio, cops killed a pregnant woman during a traffic stop. So, you know, fucking excellent. Jesus Christ. Okay, so, I don't really have, like, episode corrections. I do have a note, and it's that it really seems like, as you look at American history, and also, like, what the cops are doing nowadays. Uh, cops seem to not understand how life works. Because, like, man, it really seems like for about half American history, cops just, like, they'll do a dumb thing, someone will tell them, or they'll realize, wow, that was stupid, and they do it again, but this time they're trying to kill black people. And it happens so often. And, like, looking through the history section, I was like, huh, this seems like something that common sense should tell you you shouldn't be doing. And then they do it. And then it, they do it again. And it's just, it's just mind-boggling. But, that, yeah, I mean, that's it. I, holy shit, this has not been a long episode. I, it's actually about normal length. But this has taken a long time to make, and it's also got me real riled up. Uh, but yeah, I, I apologize for the late upload um, and just some of the scatterbrainedness. I've been I've been really going through it for a little while. Um, it's been it's 
been it's been a rough one lately. So I I want to thank you for sticking with me on this and also listening to the show. Um, and you know, I know there's not a lot of you out there right now, but I I just want to thank you for being supportive and you know even just listening makes this worth it. Um, uh, so you know. It's a little weird and experimental, this episode, but again, thank you. Really. So, let's get you out of here. Oh, damn, I somehow made the ending sappy. And also, like, a little guilt trippy. I'm sure it's fine. Anyways, if you have opinions, advice on how to make the show better, updates I missed, uh, please, for the love of God, either something that I can spitefully fight back against or some form of praise I can hold forever. Uh, and really, anything else you want to tell me, uh, make sure to email me at waytappods at gmail.com. That is W-A-Y-T-A-T-P-O-D-S at gmail.com. Uh, remember to check out my other podcast, Waytap Nerd, where I do basically the same thing, but with nerd topics like fantasy, sci-fi, role-playing games, etc., where I hope that you'll like the topics just as much. Uh, and also, remember to follow me on Twitter at waytap underscore pods for more episode announcements. Uh, and also, occasionally me making fun of people on Twitter. Uh, Have a good night. Don't murder. Have fun. And remember, send in emails for the fuck of Christ. This has been Why Are You Talking About This? I've been your host, William. Good night.